Welcome to the Coach and the Therapist podcast, where we discuss solutions to life's problems from two different, though related, perspectives. Each week, we pick a topic such as anxiety, depression, or weight loss and offer our views based on our training, background, and experience. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to, share, and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, head to my website at vanessachristiansen.com. Well, welcome to this next episode. Today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, embarrassment. This was something that we thought would be interesting for people to hear. Um, Vanessa actually has a lot to say about it, and so she has plenty of thoughts, so I figured I would begin the episode. Um, As always, we would love it if you would like, share, subscribe, do all those kinds of things to help people understand what we're doing here and get the word out. Perfect. Thanks. So, um, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, why do I have so much to say about embarrassment is because I feel like I've actually have some really great examples of embarrassment in my life um, that I think actually might be helpful. And by the end of this episode, we're hopeful that um, we can give examples of things that are kind of embarrassing, but then actually how can we use embarrassment for like in a sense of having more of an idea of ourself and actually using it to become more self-confident, right? Yeah, I think when you once you conquer embarrassment, self-confidence naturally follows. Right. So um, so what actually is embarrassment? And when I looked it up, it's kind of funny. Thank you, Webster, so much. Embarrassment is the state of being embarrassed. So, of course, then I looked up embarrassed. That's super um, helpful, right? I know, right? So helpful. Um, and it's the feeling or the emotion of feeling self-conscious, uh, shame or awkwardness. And like I mentioned, there's been quite a few times um, in my life, I feel actually that have actually shaped my life um, because of embarrassment. So um, I, I like to think of it like three things go through my head. Either there's something has gone wrong, and so therefore now I'm embarrassed, um, or it just didn't go as planned, right? Or I've messed up, and so therefore I'm wrong, um, and so um, so therefore that I become embarrassed, or I look wrong, which is like it could either be it could be it encompasses so many things. But if I make a mistake, um, or like I slip and fall, or um, I look like I just don't know what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> I tend to then think I'm wrong and therefore silly or dumb or, or those type of things. So. Um, I'm going to start off with one example of uh, one that shaped my life. And you know this one. You use it all the time, actually, with your students when you when you teach at the university. Is that when I was around 11 or 10, 10, around 11 or 12, not 11 or 10, um, I lived in by the ocean and we would go to the beach very often. I loved it so much, but, um, I also have curly hair and, um, and as most of you know, who have curly hair, um, curly hair. And let's just say it's not really like curly hair. It's like frizzy hair. And with a lot of product, it actually looks like curly hair, but at the beach, it definitely looks like frizzy hair. And I was, um, just kind of like, doing stuff in the sand and um I looked up and two boys were passing by probably around my age maybe a little bit older and um I um heard them say they looked at me and I looked at them and they're like whoa what is that you know and then I was like thinking oh my gosh like what are they saying are they looking at are they talking about me and they're like yeah is that 
and then they said something along the lines this is like the story that I remember um like yeah that her hair is crazy or like it looks awful something along those lines so I reacted from that and I got fully fully embarrassed and so I feel like embarrassment can what we do to kind of work from embarrassment the action that we try to immediately come from is either react from it we try to avoid it or we resist um, embarrassment so that example right there of having that experience all the way back i can still remember i'm in my late 40s is like i can still remember to this day like their look i I don't even know what they look like but i just remember my feeling and all the thoughts that kind of went along with that is like that i'm ugly i'm awful and my hair is hideous so uh, what resulted from that the reaction that came from that is that i became very hyper focused on my hair and you can probably attest to this but uh, you didn't know me in high school but i mean there were days where i wouldn't go places on weekends or something because my hair uh, wasn't perfect in my eyes and i i really worked really hard to just have it always be perfect and so um and i would never ever ever let my hair be curly so i wore my hair straight for uh, many years i mean there weather and stuff like that moisture and whatever does kind of give it some kind of body and stuff but it was definitely not out of because that's how I wanted to look so um, I took that experience that one circumstance and I made it that I looked wrong right the embarrassment came from I looked wrong do you have any thoughts on that so you had three different things that you um, defined as like your response to embarrassment, right? So like avoid, react, or resist? Yeah, yeah. So which one of those three would you say was true for you in that circumstance? Reacting. So it became very reactive to it. Yes. What's interesting about that is just how long that lasted. Yes. Like how much that emotion or that situation dictated your behavior for such a long time afterwards. Right. Well, and it became a habit. Like I didn't even like think about it really every time I washed my hair and like would or I mean I would avoid water for long long time actually I still avoid water I'm kind of like a cat I don't like being in water and when I really sit down and think about it it probably has to do with my hair and also I don't like being cold but um uh that reaction to that experience because of the strong emotion of embarrassment and all the thoughts that I had so many years ongoing from that one circumstance, right? That one interaction um, just made it this experience that's been ongoing, right? And it hasn't just been, it's only been probably, I don't know, how long has it been since I actually started wearing my hair curly lately? Uh, Like maybe three years? Yeah. So... Um, for the last three years, and like I said, I'm in my 40s, and that happened like 30 years ago, 30 somewhat years ago, um, that I just started embracing my curly hair. And it just goes to show like how pervasive uh, some of those things can be, like how how much emotion and reactivity can dictate and dominate a lot of our lives. Right. Um, and so it's really unfortunate when when people feel embarrassed and they then begin to do those three things. Um, other examples like avoiding. So if you if you you know, let's say that you want to, I don't know, be like a politician, but you go do a speech in public and you get super embarrassed and then you decide not to ever speak in public again. Right. You know, if you avoid in that uh, situation, 
then you, you know, you'll never really achieve that goal. So you have react, avoid, and then what was your other option? Uh, resist. So what, you, what would you say is an example of resisting? Oh, what was my example? It's all like getting defensive and Oh, yeah. Upset okay, thank people. you. Yeah, thanks. I was trying to look at my notes and it definitely all the words were jumping up at me. Okay, so uh, resisting is becoming defensive and blame others. So um, I, there was a experience where, um, I don't know, maybe you can talk a little bit about it. I think these, the, the, those examples are not hard to find, right? You know, like a, I can go back to public speaking again, too. So let's say you're giving a presentation in front of people at work and you make a mistake and then in that in that moment, you know, somebody goes, ah, or points it out or laughs at you or whatever, you know, you can you can lash out at them and become uh, become frustrated or say something that, that tries to like put the other person in the place or whatever. Like what's a, what's a common one? Like, why don't you get up here and you do the presentation? You know, those <laughs> kinds of things. Those are those are more of that uh, you know, that kind of like you're not allowing yourself to feel or experience the emotion. Right. You're trying to do whatever you can to replace that emotion with something else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I have the the example that I had, which is to, to blame others for the embarrassment. So um, a good example would be that I had a teaching and it's, again, it shaped it was life shaping, right? Um, where I used to teach a lot with um doing uh, quilting, things like that, and teaching how to work with ombre fabric. And I had an experience where the individual, there was one student who was just having a difficult time with with what I was trying to teach. And so uh, she got very upset with me and I think with herself. And so I... It's very impossible that she was embarrassed. Yes, she was. And became like resistant to that feeling. Right. And so... yeah, go ahead. Isn't that like what she said at the end? Yes. All right, we'll get there. Yeah, well, that's where I'm leaving up. But thanks for stealing my thunder, <laughs> buddy. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so the idea was that I, to, I, I became defensive to myself of like, she just needs to relax a little and just listen, right? It's her fault that she's having this experience. It's not mine. Maybe, you know, but then I actually started kind of shame, say, uh, uh, blaming myself I started to actually maybe I'm not a good teacher either and so um, but you know like the whole shame part of it like actually fueled even more of the blame of like it's not my fault it's her fault and it kind of like curbed my desire to be in that position again where I, I really just felt embarrassed that this situation happened and I wasn't able to help her and, um, and, and, and then I just became defensive and I, I blamed her. I saw her a few years later, which was really interesting, this student at a different function, you know, and, um, and we looked at each other and we kind of like stopped, you know, kind of like that deer in headlights where you kind of are doing your own thing and then you see each other and you stop because that emotion was still there. But then I smiled and I said, hey, and we talked a little bit and then she just said, you know, sorry about like what happened a few years ago and whatever. And I was just really embarrassed that I, I just wasn't getting it, you know? And then I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just got so embarrassed that I couldn't actually help you. So again, years of like, you know, just acting from that embarrassment and, uh, and, and becoming like defensive over, over an experience. Right. 
Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna soon here move into well, how do you cope with or deal with embarrassment? Um, but I think it's important to keep in mind and remember that embarrassment does it doesn't feel good to me. No, it does you know, not. I, I I was trying to lead a client once towards the idea of like, well, how how can we cope with embarrassment better and, and deal with it? And I actually asked the question of like, what's and I asked this question a lot about emotions. You know, like what is the worst thing about being embarrassed? Right. You know, and and I was and I asked it very honestly and genuinely. And she looked at me. She's like. Being it's embarrassing. It's <laughs> embarrassing. Like, being like, embarrassed well, yeah. is the worst part. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I guess that. I guess that's true, right? You know, like it's not. It's not a pleasant feeling, right? It's right. not. It's not something that people enjoy. No. My point in that comment to her was to try to help her to see that emotions are just emotions. Right. You know, and that that we've talked about before, like they can't kill you. Like there's a lot of different things that go into that. Right. But her point was well taken, right? That it still isn't fun. It no. still doesn't feel good. Right. But in the face of that, just to sort of summarize, right. you, know, you can be reactive to it, you can be resistant to it, or you can avoid it. Right. Which, and how you usually avoid it, is playing the what-if game, right? Well, I'm not going to do this because what if? I don't want to be embarrassed or like I don't want to look dumb or I don't want to look like I'm not uh, an expert in or I don't want to say something because... And we're really just worried about what people might think or what we might look like and so it keeps you stuck without progressing so all of these things uh this avoid resist and um and react actually just keep us stuck and it's not not helpful um so people that struggle with embarrassment like they really honestly feel like these are the only three options available to them right i think one of our big points today will be that this is not the only thing that you can do. No. Um, actually, what I would like to highlight is that avoiding it, resisting it, and reacting from it actually makes things worse. Um, avoiding it, you actually harm yourself because of the what-if game, which brings on so many other things like worry and anxiety, and then um, resisting, obviously, like defensiveness and like blaming and shaming yourself and others. Um, and reacting from it is just again, changing your life for things that it was just an instance, right? And then it shaped so many years. And like most things, when we give into those three reactions, it just stops us in our progress. Right. You know, if you if you want to be the politician and you are embarrassed because of your public speaking skills and therefore you don't do any more public speaking, you won't make that progress. You won't get to that place where right. you actually are able to grow, develop, and change in a way that allows you to achieve your goals. Yeah. So now it comes to my third example of embarrassment, which actually just happened this last week. Um, so the idea is that this isn't, this isn't a podcast on how to never feel embarrassed, <laughs> to eliminate embarrassment, because that's actually just a part of life. Like it's just, it's an emotion. It's the human experience to feel like, okay, well, something has gone wrong or actually when things do go wrong, right? If we trip or fall or whatever. Um, But it's how to actually process it. And I actually was given the opportunity this last week while we were actually uh, working together um, for um, our other company, which is, um, I am in the administrative role, which has to do with you know, I have to be in certain meetings. And so uh, one of the things that I was supposed to do was create a spreadsheet that had lots and lots of numbers. And I literally forgot to press one button and it made all of those numbers wrong. But I came to the meeting prepared, thinking that I had the right numbers. And um, I we put them up on the 
big screen and um and then i mean it's like a room full of like influential people for the for the company and i basically had all the wrong numbers and i think you said like whoa whoa, 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 whoa. these numbers don't look right and so when we actually looked at it it's like they were completely wrong and so i felt embarrassed and i like was thinking i'm like well this sucks and i was just sat there with the embarrassment and instead of like saying like oh great now i have to hide or like you know blame or react or avoid whatever um any of those feelings i just decided i'm like you know what yeah this is embarrassing and so what yeah i think you're you were having a different experience from everyone else right Um, and part of that is because and this is what people don't see when they get stuck in that feeling Mm -hmm. is that everybody not everybody else in the room necessarily but at least my perspective was that what you had achieved or what you had done Mm -hmm. was more than anybody's ever done before like the fact that the numbers aren't correct right. doesn't necessarily mean that everything that went into getting to that point is wasted or not useful. Right. Like it's very useful. We just need to press the button. Yeah. <laughs> once, once we press the button, like things are good. But if you look at it as embarrassment, then you begin to retreat and shrink. Right. And then I would start shaming myself for not being prepared well enough. Why didn't I pay more closer attention to things? And then I would maybe even like blame like the lack of preparation that I had because my family like wouldn't let me like I had to run all these things because a child forgot this and notice how now I'm blaming other people. And then I make it much more this bigger situation as opposed to just sitting with the feeling saying, all right, this is a human human experience of feeling embarrassment, and then saying, "All right, let's move on." Right? And if you and if you can't do that, then you never even notice that everybody else is saying, "Like, wow, steps one through nineteen are great." Right. Let's just do twenty, and then we'll move on. Right. So, so this is this is how I tell my clients how to process this emotion, how to get there. Right. So the first step is to just really actually identify the emotion, which was for me embarrassment right? And then I identified, okay, what's the thought that's bringing on the feeling, which was, I messed up. I forgot to press the button, right? Um, The circumstance could have been that I forgot to press the button, right? Um, The thought was that I messed up. Another thought that did come come up was, I look kind of dumb, right? But um, then that's where I actually thanked my brain. (laughs) Thank you so much for this feeling and these thoughts. Like I, no wonder I'm feeling embarrassed. I, something has gone wrong and, and it's okay. Like that's just the human experience of having something that goes wrong. And yeah, this sucks, but I can actually take a pause and just feel it, put it in my body. Where is it? I felt it, it was around my chest a little bit and up in my face. I probably may have turned red a little bit, but I could feel the burning, right, of my face. <clears throat> then I then said, I don't need this emotion. What do I, what emotion do I actually want to feel? Which is just appreciation of finding the mistake and now knowing that I can now next week for our meeting press the button and actually come up with the report and the numbers that we need. So easier said than done, but that pause of like, okay, now hold on. What's the emotion that I'm feeling? And instead of letting it be 
the emotion that drives my actions that I react or I avoid or I uh, resist, right? The actions, those actions that I actually just take a pause. And I like to say to kind of put the car in park and pull over, take the emotion of embarrassment out of the driver's seat, put it in the passenger seat and just sit with it and just be like, all right, we're okay. Nothing really has gone wrong in our life. We're still alive. We're okay. And yes, something is going on, but how do we want to show up? How do I want to learn from this? What can I learn from this? How can I think of this differently? And then all of a sudden my brain starts saying, oh, but, 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 but wait, you should be embarrassed because you're going to be ousted from the pack, right? Here we go. Like the primitive brain of like, you're going to be ousted from the pack and you go to those scary bears with knives. <laughs> Here I go with bears with knives. Um, but really it's, it's okay. I can learn from this experience and I actually have. And so I make some notes and next week I, I come back with, with the right numbers. Yeah. I think one thing that comes to mind as we talk about that is that uh, there, there's, there's something that has to be distinguished. So there's like acute versus chronic embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. So acute embarrassment is when something happens and it's probably like the first time, uh-huh. you know, like maybe, uh, maybe I'm normally not very clumsy, but you know, I drop a dish in front of people and get embarrassed. Uh-huh. That would be an example of an acute situation where you go like, okay, well that was kind of weird, <laughs> but that just happened. Right. There's also chronic, there's chronic embarrassment though too where like let's say you're just clumsy all the time right which as we both know i am an expert at falling (laughs) well and so like even in your example right like that's not the first time you've not pushed the button right and so people will get what they'll say in their head and thank you for highlighting (laughs) (laughs) well actually i want to what i want to do is what i want to know what you do because what people will do is they'll say like see this is why like i should just avoid this right because it's just going to be embarrassing all the time right how do you actually cope with that thought or that feeling in those kinds of situations? This Your example is just a good one to, to provide um, a kind of an answer to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, literally what I did was it, it doesn't mean that I'm stupid. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It doesn't mean that it, I mean, I just didn't press the button. Sometimes I don't press the button. Humans make mistake. I'm a human and I'm just having a human experience. And I would like to get better at pressing the button and reminding myself. So maybe I can like come up with certain strategies to create a time that I can like maybe set a reminder to press the button. I I don't, I wasn't making it about me. Like it wasn't like I'm so stupid. It wasn't, I mean, and we haven't talked about this on the, on the podcast, but like, like there are certain things that I could fall back to like, you know, certain like, uh, learning disabilities that I actually have that like could possibly like hinder that. But when I just say like, look, look at all the successes that I actually, I'm at this point, I created, I created something that wasn't there before. So actually I am successful. So even though like I didn't press the button, I still successful in other ways. So I felt like at that moment, I was like, this is just a learning experience. And also, I'm able to just move on. Yeah, and I think something that, that can be added to that is the idea of whether you enjoy the experience more than you enjoy looking good. 
Mm. So this is a beyond a little bit of what you're saying, but like, let's say that I, uh, I mean, we could use like dancing as an example. If you really love dancing, but you're bad at it, mm-hmm. do you enjoy the experience of dancing more than you enjoy looking good? If that's the case... Well, I look good while I'm dancing, so, and that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't ever really know about that, like what I what, what looking good dancing looks like. But uh, like the, the idea being if you enjoy it, if you love it, if you love the experience more than looking good, you can overcome embarrassment. Because you simply say, I value this more than this. Well, I would like to say that I like to evolve. And so the more that I do it, the more that I keep working at it, eventually... At some point, my better will continue to happen, right? And so even though, yes, I do forget the button to press the button, and it's just something that is there, but I actually have gotten better at pressing the button, and I forget I don't forget to press the button as often as I used to. So I do see the progress in it, and honestly, like, I just... My whole goal is to just continue to become more than what I am now. And so if I see it as a process of like, how can I use this as an experience for me to overcome? Like, I almost feel empowered of like, I can um, intentionally use this experience to actually then move forward. Yeah, and I think that's one thing I'm trying to say is that one way to help yourself overcome embarrassment, even in situations where you're likely to not look good again, right. is to focus on your enjoyment of the process yes. more than just what you look like. Right. You know, there are certain things that that I do that I know I'll just I'm, I'm probably not going to ever be great at. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's certain just skills that I just I just struggle with. Mm-hmm. And if I focus on that, one of two things happens: either I get miserable in the process, and then I don't actually accomplish my goals. Or I will actually be like tying myself so much up into my thoughts that I won't improve because I'm so tied up in my thoughts. Right. So what I find is that it can be really helpful to deal with embarrassment by simply saying, I enjoy the overall process I'm engaged in. Mm-hmm. And, and if I free myself up from the negative thinking, right. I actually will probably progress quicker. But it may not be like an overnight thing and I may not cure it, but I will progress quicker And I can enjoy that process of becoming something else. Right. Um, And I do want to highlight that, um, you know, I looked up just just on the web to like see like, okay, how do you uh, how do other people say to overcome embarrassment? One of them is to laugh at it. Just just poke. But when you're already feeling mortified about something, how do you laugh about it? Well, when you just enjoy the the thing that you're doing and even though it may not look that great um you can have fun right you can have fun in the process of becoming better at something even through the failures even through some of the mistakes even when things have gone wrong even when you forget to press that button and which was funny is that in that meeting everyone was i mean there was some laughing and stuff like that but if i would have stayed in the the thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. And I would miss out on actually having fun, which I totally had fun with like the whole thing. I'm like, well, I tried, you know, like, and, um, and I gave myself some grace. Like it was okay. The negative talk versus the compassionate talk of like, this is just part of the process. Good job. You're a step closer. (laughs) You're okay. Um, 
to whatever it is that you're not doing that well or you forgot the pressing the button um, is is actually the quality of the experience right you could stay stuck in those thoughts and then not progress like you were mentioning um, or avoid things and never progress in that way um, or you can just actually have fun with yourself and just say <laughs> that looked really kind of silly yeah, and that, and if you if you want to summarize all of this and and kind of take it to just one key point that if you can remember this, you'll probably do okay, is that all embarrassment is predicated on the belief that imperfection is bad. Right. If you can challenge that one thought in your head that imperfection is bad, right. and transform it into something else, meaning like expectation or imperfection is expected. Mm-hmm. Or imperfection is a good thing. Right. Um, in fact, there's a, a some good literature out there on how imperfection is a wonderful thing for us. Right. If you can adopt that thought, then it's a lot easier to laugh at yourself. It's a lot easier to continue to move forward. It's a lot easier to do all those things that allow you to actually not feel embarrassment anymore in that situation. Right. And then, in a sense, give you um, that self confidence and be able to handle embarrassing situations or your thoughts that bring on embarrassment yep absolutely awesome thanks you guys um if you want to reach us uh, you can reach me at www.vanessachristensen.com or jacob at uh i can be reached at covenantfamilysolutions.com <laughs> perfect all right you guys thanks and we'll see you next time bye